Okay. That should help the audio, and the guy was here to fix the central air today, so hopefully that means I won't uh, shrivel. What what happens when you stay in a sauna too long? Uh, prune up. Uh, mm. Um, I I I guess shrivel. All right. I don't know, but yes, it is it is hot. It's hot here. First day, first day of the year, I think in Chicago at least, above, yeah, above 90. Wow. That is the only noteworthy thing happening right now. Yep. What is? Oh, it's the first day of the year where it's above 90 degrees uh, in Chicago. Oh. Yeah. Cool. That's it. Nothing else to see, hear, or do. There's going to be a short episode of the... Uh, fuck, how did, we, how did we decide the naming convention was going to work? The Curfew Cast, brought to you by the Quarantine Cast, brought to you by Voluntary Viewing. No, I think we had to add a presented by. We need to delineate. Oh, okay, okay so so the Curfew Cast, presented by Voluntary... Er, no, no. The Curfew Cast, presented by the Quarantine Cast, brought to you by Voluntary Viewing. Yes. And that is episode 55, recorded on June 2nd, 2020. Um, it's cool if we want to take this in a different direction, but can I uh, kind of run something past you guys that I've kind of had to come to terms with the past couple of days and see if you've had any kind of similar experience? Sure. Yeah. So, like... All Cops Are Bastards has been, like, a pretty uh, widespread, at least on social media, kind of response to um, uh, the, uh, the murder of George Floyd by police um, and then the kind of ensuing protests and riots. And that was something that, like, I initially kind of, like, cringed at because, like... In my mind, I like at least had like some kind of level of like uh, respect for police, or that like yes, I know that the system is an issue, but like the specific people in it, I don't know if I was totally comfortable saying that like every one of them is a bad person. Um, that, yeah, I, there are like good police officers, is what I thought. But then reflecting on it more, I realized. I don't know if I've ever had, like, a positive experience with active law enforcement. Like, yeah. anything... I think ab- all... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I thought you were definished. Um, I think that All Cops Are Bastards is all people... Like, all people who are police officers and acting as police officers are bastards. Like, you you can be a quote-unquote good person while still being a terrible police officer. Right. And acting as a bad person when you're a police officer because like complicity in all of these cases as we've seen around the world Mm -hmm. is like now you are inherently being a bad person and when cops are acting as cops then they are being a bad person right if you are complicit in the violent suppression tactics that are going on uh, throughout the entire country, mm-hmm. then yeah, 
And you're you're a bastard. <laughs> and then I kind of had the realization that the what had been my gut reaction of, I mean, there is like a, a heroic element to police officers, or that um, they, they deserve some kind of inherent respect didn't actually come from any of my own experiences or like even uh, maybe like anything related to my family or anything growing up. It was 100% because that's media I consumed. And that's where that seed was planted in my mind. That that comes from uh, television shows that paint cops as like inherent forces for good. Um, even even the ones that are more critical of police, it's always the focus that it, it's almost always the focus that I'm aware of. That at least you know these are people at least trying to do what they think is right, and that's really fucked up, right? But that's yeah. what they, but that's what they are. Like I I don't know. Do you think that cops that are suppressing quote unquote rioters don't think that they're in the moral right? They don't think that they're like protecting society and protecting good, honest, hardworking Americans, like, I promise you that they think they're in the right. Like, they're the I, oh, good yeah. guys in their story. But, like, that's... Are they mistaken? Absolutely. Right. But does that mean that they don't, like, are they not, quote-unquote, trying their best? Like, and their, their, their motivations are just completely off. Like, they're and, not and protecting like, the most vulnerable population. And, like, what Ryan said, you know, that you can be a, quote-unquote, good person and still be a bad cop. It's because, you know, like... Any, anyone can do good things and still be a bad person in the same way that like anyone can be a good person and do bad things. But part of being a police officer at this point is perpetuating a system of escalation and authoritarianism. And that doesn't mean that a cop can't save someone's life by performing CPR. It doesn't mean that a cop can't, um, you know help someone get across the road or, Mm -hmm. you know, respond to an accident. But those are things that a cop is doing, you know, potentially because they are a good person doing a good thing. It doesn't really have anything to do with them being a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Because being being a cop is, at this point, controlling people and being aggressive and going after people and restricting people's freedoms and acting above the law. And I would go beyond definitely media like I'm, I'm sure as white people you were all raised that like if something is wrong you you find a police officer like they, they will help you stuff like that like that's a very different upbringing yeah. than people of color go through like they're they're definitely taught that police officers are trouble and like they're going to you know cause harm more so than good so I, I think that, yeah, it comes down to like when you're like three years old and they teach you to dial 911 like for the first time, like it's it's a very ingrained thing in American society and it always has been. And I think for a lot of people when you find are, are finally getting their first dose of like, no, it's not bad apples. Like, mm-hmm. it, I mean, if you're saying bad apples, then like we have on video like thousands and thousands of bad apples like that's not that's not the same as like the school shooter that you know very occasionally causes a school shooting that is like every police department is overrun with bad apples 
And then every single cop who is complicit in allowing those bad apples to exist uh, is a bad apple. Yeah. And all of a sudden, not really any good apples left, especially when you fire the good apples for actually speaking out against bad apples. So in, you have in a self-perpetuating this, system. Yeah. In, in the, the bad a- apple argument, what I've always fucking hated is that, like, I mean, exactly what Ryan is saying, that, like, we've seen this time and time and time again. It even ignoring the, you know, absolutely brutalization of protesters out there by the police, you know, just look at what's happened to before this. We hear all the time about cops doing bad shit. And that would mean that those people are bad apples. And then you're getting to the point where you can no longer argue that it is only a couple of bad apples. You're looking at best case scenario, absolute best case scenario most cops are bad and there's a couple of good apples yeah. like and and that is again best case scenario and if there's good cops and they're not speaking out like then, then they're if then they're, they're, if they're performing cops, their well. duty properly and not killing and beating people but they're not rooting out the people that are then mm-hmm. they're complicit like now yeah. they're a part of the system 100 percent, and it, that's everyone like you can't pretend that they didn't hear about how officer officer qb uh didn't fucking you know beat up that black guy in that alley that one night like they didn't hear gossip about that and didn't like look into it and stuff like that like it's absolutely a thing and and, like if you've worked in a workplace you know how word gets around Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. they know (laughs) They're and very aware. If this was any other occupation, nobody would disagree with us. It's because they're cops. I mean, look at you know let, soldiers. Well, okay. I would argue the military same okay. yeah. same good, exact thing. Good point. But I mean, at this point, the police are almost the military, <laughs> I, and that's um, the whole thing by itself. Yeah. Well, I yeah. connected, but yeah. But like in in any other situation, if someone is doing something bad and you know about it and you just ignore it, or even if you try to just be good and you know that other thing is going on you're a bad person like joe paterno wasn't a rapist joe joe paterno knew that one of his staff members was raping children and he didn't do anything about it because it was taboo to talk about and i think we can all agree that joe paterno joe paterno was bad because of that if if you're a, a cop and you're not abusing people good on you but you can't allow the other cops to to then abuse people and pretend that you're okay. Yep. That's true. I, I think it has to also do with inherent heroism of certain professions. There's a lot of them all over the place where people are called heroes just for being. And I've always thought that the idea of heroism comes from going above and beyond mm-hmm. what your what your responsibilities are. Like doing fantastic things that you did not have to do, and uh, there's there's definitely occupations, there's groups of people, there's all sorts of things where there's like inherent heroism, which I think is really dangerous, and um, and we has, saw that has bad ideals, and we saw that used uh, pretty. We saw the term heroes and heroism being used in a way that. Yeah, perpetuates a lot of crummy systems um, earlier in the quarantine that we're still under where all of this is happening, by the way, uh, when essential workers were, yeah, you guys are heroes for showing up and doing your jobs. And it's like, if 
these grocery store workers don't come in. They're not, they don't have any safety nets that they can like afford rent and food. And like it's calling them heroes is kind of a cop out. And that's, sorry, that, that bubbled up within me and I had to let that, let that bile out. Yeah. Thank you. No, that's fair. So, well, here we are. We've got another uh, 5 p.m. curfew where I am. I mm. believe Santa Monica loosened its whole curfew from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Wow. Yeah, what look generous at the, Look at those concessions. Giving them a whole extra hour to protest. How generous. Mm. They're oh. allowing them to exercise their constitutional rights for an extra hour today. That's crazy. Speaking of our generous overlords, did you see that, uh, you know, after, I'm sure you've all heard of it. I can't remember if this happened by the time we did the podcast yesterday. Um, but like after Trump gave his speech in, you know, at the White House, and then the police broke up the completely peaceful protests so that he could then go march down the street to do a photo op at a church that had been damaged the bible and it was like super disgusting orwellian shit yeah yeah like uh you want to know what the police's uh response to that was when everyone was like this is really fucked up what up didn't happen Mm. (laughs) said just that's not true they said we didn't use tear gas it was not a peaceful protest and we did not break anything up so that the president could leave but it's all on camera like we all we watched it live and they're like nope not tear gas. It was not a peaceful protest. There were cops beating up, or uh, protesters beating up cops. When they say, we have you on camera where that's not happening, they're like, wrong. Didn't happen. We didn't, we didn't use tear gas. Didn't beat up protesters and did not do it because of the president. And then also uh, people have then come out and said, like, well, we have Barr on camera telling them like 20 minutes earlier to clear out the protesters so that the president could go through. Yeah. And again, they're just like, nope, that's wrong. Didn't happen. Well, isn't it a narcissist prayer, right? Like you keep uh, backing off. Like the first one is that didn't happen. And if it did, it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. And if it yeah. was, that's not a big deal. And if it is, that's not my fault. And if it was, I didn't mean it. And if I did, you deserved it. Like yeah. it's, yeah. You just keep giving ground until you've basically formulated your argument completely uh facing the people like uh i don't know if you guys saw it was big in la obviously the la um i believe county sheriff in a press conference said that the the looters were to blame for george floyd's death right which (laughs) i just i don't even understand where like any of that comes from and then of course he retracted but like i don't even know how that those combinations of words come out of your mouth yeah like it just it's ridiculous um so also there were uh there was at least one police death last night which i'm sure is going to make tonight just great um so yeah i don't there hasn't been an announcement if there's going to be a curfew in place for chicago tonight which uh really 4 15 yeah. P- yeah. Not it's n- getting late. Right? 4.15 p.m. local, and it's almost... In about 15 minutes, you're going to get 
notification that in a half hour there's going to be a curfew i kind of want to turn the sound on my phone back on so if i do get the fucking amber alert siren well to let me know that yeah truth get that uh get that recorded um yeah i don't want to i don't want to brush over the u.s marshal's death in las vegas because i feel like that is like loss of a human life and if, if we don't value all human life equally then we realize how fucked up it is but Mm. there's there's a history here that's being perpetuated and no one knows what the circumstances are of this i saw a blurry snapchat video that you can't see anything at all it's just audio so right uh hopefully there's an investigation and the perpetrator is brought to justice and i imagine it'll likely be a white supremacist (laughs) i don't know if that's just my own inherent biases but to me, that does not scream uh, protester or even looter, someone carrying around a high-caliber rifle. Boy, wouldn't it, uh, uh, wouldn't it be great if cops, all cops, had, like, cameras on them for this exact situation? Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Mm. I'm, sure, I'm sure it's still early days and they'll come out with something, but we'll see how much truth there is to it. And... Sorry, that might have been in poor taste, but then that was me alluding to the fact that... Um, yeah, through a lot of this, it's come out that cops are just not having their body cams on, which... Yeah. Mm. But yet they continue to abuse members of the press who are actively filming them. Right. Yep. Like, with they giant, unmistakable cameras. They know who they are. So I don't know they what are. they're hiding. Yeah. They know it's happening. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, it's one thing, like, like, cops have always, you know, gone around and beat people. But when you see the cops shooting tear gas grenades like into people's faces, which could literally blow their brains out of the back of their head, yeah, and they're From they know blank. they're on camera, yeah. yeah, it's like right there. Not not just like oh I got hit with it. It's they'll walk up to someone and sh- like shoot them in the face. Mm-hmm. Like they know they're on camera and they just don't care because they've gotten away with it for so long, and they well, probably actively, still will. They're a- actively shooting rubber bullets directly at protesters which is not how they're intended to be used You're supposed to bounce like them off the ground yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're meant to lose velocity off the ground which i have seen some cops do properly mm-hmm. but at this point i feel like that tactic has just been abandoned like it, it's uh it's crazy man and that's how people's eyes get blown out yeah and uh that's irreparable damage and i feel like that's what this is all about is that you can't get a life back and you can also throw into that now like you you can't get an eye back you can't get all sorts of other random things that you're doing to these people that are just trying to prevent the loss of uh yet another irreversible action so um also it's coming to my attention that many of the uh reporters covering this are freelancers um so which is I don't love that. Yeah. Because a lot of them are taking photography and trying to, you know, get that Pulitzer winning shot and then not properly censoring things. And Mm -hmm. um, that has not gone well in the past, let's just say. It don't. Um, Yes. So don't don't make this protest about you... uh, getting that career defining shot or whatever definitely like, and then that's if also- you're if you're, a, if you're a, a journalist working for a company 
assigned to work this sort of thing. Hopefully you take all the necessary responsibilities into hand, but if you're just a person who has a camera and you're trying to make something out of it, like, come on, man. It's, I, yeah. People's lives are at stake. I, I, I agreed. And like they're the people, people doing this, trying to cash in on it. That had definitely crossed my mind too. Just my background though. I'm like, the people acting, the reporters acting in good faith on this, uh, who are freelancers, they're also in situations where they maybe don't have um, as much legal protection as uh, staff reporters would be, or just access to uh, anything to help them deal with all of this stuff as much as uh, staff reporters are, and that's that also bums me out. Um, but yes, to your point, that's also a valid concern. Yeah. Write, write, write stories. Talk about your experiences. Photos and videos right about now are, uh, they need to be handled very carefully. Um, they need to be, all faces need to be obscured. All identifying information needs to be removed. Um, I'm also seeing a bit of, and of course I'm not going to like discredit or saying anybody is doing something the wrong way or that people's emotions aren't valid i'm also starting to see a bit of infighting on social media as to like what is the right way to protest what is the right way to support people on social media um and yeah that's definitely something to be talked about something that uh merits concern and frustration but i think it's important that everybody keeps in mind right now that like that's not the most important thing right now for sure yeah all right time for a clap sync and then to go on to our wacky post roll Fine um, and very cool. Yeah, it's been going around Twitter, um, and I think that this is my favorite uh, way to support protests. If you're not actually getting out, not able to, um, it's Act Blue. There's been mm-hmm. a lot of, and it, it basically is a charitable organization that splits donations between like multiple charities that you might otherwise not be aware of. Uh, it doesn't take a percentage. You're allowed. You add a tip at the end if you want to keep yeah. Act Blue running, and it it's basically serves as like a uh, like a wiki article almost mm-hmm. of like various charities that are directly impacting um, these protests. Yeah. And uh, you can choose to split it any way you want. Um, it's pretty great. That um, and for the record, that Act Blue is more blue as in progressive, not blue as in uh, police. Um, oh yeah. Which, yeah, I was I was yeah. kind of confused for the first time when I donated there, but 
Yeah, it is. It is blue as in progressive. I also had to do a double take. But um, hey, fun. Speaking of wikis, fun fact I uh, learned. Um, apparently, my company got put on a Traders of America list that's been going around online because we. Ooh, nice. Yeah, we voiced uh, support for the protesters and committed to um, uh, committed to donating uh, half of all proceeds from one of our uh, D and D apps to uh, Black Lives Matters funds. So, you know, that's neat. I mean, it is neat. Mm. You should wear that as a badge of honor. Like, yeah. Fascists have labeled you, Lucas. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do also want to say that, uh, you know, about Act Blue, like, I've, I've donated through a couple of different, uh, like, organizations within Act Blue. Like, there are a couple of different causes. You'll see them pop up and... You know, it's run by Act Blue, so you don't have to actually go to Act Blue to use them. Um, you may have seen one already, but uh, you know that they're doing something good because a couple hours ago, Trump tweeted specifically about Act Blue, and because uh, people are talking about like, yeah, like Act Blue. You know, we're using it to you know like uh, post bail for a lot of places where people have been arrested or brutalized in protesting. He's like, I will not allow this to happen. So um, they're doing hmm. something right. I will not allow bail. Yep. Is that next? Is that the next step? I no. I, I temporarily think, suspending all bail. I, I think that he would, at the very least, attempt to uh, suspend Act Blue. I, I don't. I mean, yeah. so get your money in while you can. It's not even like a. It, it donates to other charities. <laughs> like it's, you, you can. You would still be able to actively donate to each and every one of the charities that it lists and people would absolutely like just create a list yeah. of charities that act blue was supporting. And yeah, if Trump takes down each and every one of those charities, I guess we have bigger problems. Well, we, but. we do have those bigger problems though. Like we're, we're past the point of it being like, wow, Trump sure is acting like a dictator. He just is one now. Like we don't have to debate about it or talk about like when it's going to happen or how, you know, dangerous his actions are. He's just doing it now. He is, but I think that we definitely have not seen any resistance yet from the um, the balance of power mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C. And yeah, I'm, I'm imagining that Democrats are, you know, they're, they're coming up with the game plan. Yeah. And if they're not, then every single one of them needs to be replaced in the next election. People... Because this is, this is unprecedented and absolutely needs to be uh, stopped. I, people, yeah. Thin fucking ice, guys. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, we've obviously... We, we know that we cannot call on Senate Republicans or anything like that, but there there's... The, they create the founding fathers created the three branches of government for a very specific reason, and granted, it's gotten pretty out of it hasn't out of control. worked so mm-hmm. great recently, but I mean not recently, but for the first couple hundred years when people still had like respect for the system and shit like that, the, the political system that is obviously not right. the uh, policing system. Um, it worked, but all it takes is one actual madman to bring it all coming to coming down so and of course even when it did work it was uh at the expense of 
all minorities, pretty much. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it was it was quote unquote working when um, congressional Republicans were shutting down everything that Obama was trying to do from 2012 to 2016. Mm. Like that's quote unquote working. So I don't know. The the system definitely maintained uh, status quo or prevent prevented prevented too much of the power from going to the executive branch for a very long time. True. And then Obama used a lot of executive orders to circumvent a hostile Congress, which then led to obviously a dangerous precedent that then is, of course, being abused by Trump. And then Senate Republicans took an uh, unprecedented step to not allow the confirmation of a Supreme Court justice, which set, of course, a precedent that hopefully now... Uh, Democrats can use similarly if Trump ever needs to appoint another justice uh, within the next couple months. Um, so, yeah. Oh, f- yeah. There's an election happening in the background of all of this. Yeah. I mean, there is and there isn't. <laughs> yeah. We're going to see what happens in November. Or we'll probably know about it in October. If uh, yeah. elections are suspended, and then we know where, mm, we, act, where we actually stand, then it's game over. Well, or I mean, game, is or game, game, or is that on. game on? I was gonna yeah. say, yeah, I, that doesn't sound on. like game over. That sounds like we will then actually. Well, have... at that point, one door closes and another opens. If you know what I mean. What have, what have people been? <laughs> what have people been saying? We're already in the cool zone of history right now, and uh, yeah, then then we go from the cool zone to just some fucking. Some That's super real fire shit. zone. Yeah. The, the 30% of Trump supporters will fight tooth and nail for him when he says elections are suspended. But that will absolutely activate the indifferent 30% of the country yeah. that uh, might generally lean left but doesn't really care that much if uh, elections are completely suspended. Yeah. So. Elections being suspended... In this climate, and uh, granted, they're already trying to make moves on that by suspending voting by mail, but uh, yeah, elections being suspended, then it's just mask off uh, fascism, and yeah. Which I think, what country did that? Was it Turk? No. Well, Turk. It was a European country. It was in the EU. Um, mm-hmm. Some country suspended its elections, and so then it was classified as technically not a democracy, so people were calling for the EU to expel it yeah. as a nation. Fuck, what was it? Are you talking about like recently? Like Yeah, it was re- it was in the last couple months. Um EU Hungary. Country. Yep, maybe? Hungary. Yep. That's what Ooh, it was. Yeah. Hundred percent Hungary. So yeah, people were like, How are they allowed to be in the EU? One of the requirements is that you're a democracy and they're suspending elections, so they're literally like required by EU statutes to be uh kicked out. So Falls of Democracy happening everywhere um all right that'll just about do it for the 55th episode of this podcast uh curfew cast sponsored but presented by quarantine cast sponsored by voluntary viewing um and then yeah i just want to give a shout out because this was uh kind of a planned thing before um the protests happened uh if you're listening to this, uh, do what you can on social media. Please shout out uh, black creators. Do what you can to elevate uh, black voices uh, or really just any kind of marginalized voices right now. It, um, it's 
easy and like it doesn't do a lot by itself but it collectively it um does a fair bit to level the playing field and i mean again we are three white guys talking about this sharing our multitude of feelings on it and uh yeah the people who are more closely related to the affected communities are feeling this so much harder than we could possibly imagine um so if we can if we can raise the voices of the people affected uh, the most, I think that is a terrific way to do good. Uh, yeah, thank you, and shit's weird, so now I'm going to say hopefully we'll be doing this again tomorrow. Uh, thank you for listening.